repentance in his midst. Well, actually, I could do that. Oh, thank you, Brother Furman. I was, you know, Miss Independent trying to do it. I just feel him right here. This is where I sense him right here, and this is where I'm going to stay. Hallelujah. God is good. Woo, I can't hardly stand it. I can't hardly stand it. I mean, there's some of us in the house this morning that should be, you know, maybe not even here on this morning. I mean, I'm sure there's things in our lives that has, has stumped us or stopped us, but here we are. Here we are on a snowy, cold day in the house of the Lord, giving God praise. Amen. Woo, God is good. I had some uh, moments trying to get this together because I was struggling with Holy Spirit. I was trying to tell Holy Spirit that I needed to be, uh, you know, I have to have scriptures and I have to have them lined out and I have to have them. But Amy can tell you just about 30 seconds before time to start service, I was uh, printing off some scripture and Holy Spirit's like, if the word's in you, the word's in you. What you need a paper for? However, I got a few scriptures on paper. I've got my Bible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whoo, God is good this morning. See, the Holy Spirit's really been dealing with me about uh, the blood, the cross, the word of God, heaven and hell, all the things that many times people are afraid to preach on. Like, what did I call you for? I called you to preach the truth. The truth, okay? So all this cute stuff and all of this, you know, what, what, what makes us feel good, all of these things that make us smile and grin, sometimes you need to, just the raw truth, amen? So on this morning, do y'all just follow with me as I go because I've got scriptures, I've got whatever the Holy Ghost pushes out is what's coming out, amen? If I sit down on you too quick, that means he was done. Ain't nothing here but Sarah, so I'm just going to give you what he gave me, amen? You have your Bibles with me, I want you to turn to First Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. And I'm going to run. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Praise God. <laughs> Woo! We still got it. We still got it. Come on now. Sister Marilyn, are you releasing the children's church? Aubrey, Gunner, do you all want to join children's church? Oh, Gunner, you. Anybody else? Thank you, Sister Marilyn. All right. First uh, Peter chapter one verses seventeen, or verses eighteen and nineteen. Holy Spirit, you just do whatever you want to do. This little old gal right here ain't got nothing, ain't got nothing, ain't got nothing. If it's been said, it's through you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Verses seventeen and eighteen. It reads as follows. I'm reading out of, I believe, the New King James. Are we ready? It says, and if you are called, and if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourself throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were redeemed with incorruptible things like silver, incorruptible things like silver and gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with precious blood, of Christ as a lamb without a blemish and without spot. Father, we thank you for the word that you just poured into me briefly and powerfully. 
So, Father, I pray that that word comes out the way that you've poured it into me, Father God. God, I pray right now against every hindrance that will come forth, that try to distract us, that will try to hinder that word going forth. And, God, I just give you praise and glory right now in the name of Jesus. We say thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, sometimes we, we get it all confused. We get it all confused. We want to tell people that God is good and, and God is going to bless you in 2020. is going to be the most wonderful year, the year of the IO, the year of vision, the year of prosperity, the year of this. But what we forget that we need to be preaching and teaching the word of God, the blood of Jesus Christ, what he did on Calvary. We need to be preaching that there is a heaven there is a heaven to receive and a hell to shun. That's the things that we need to be preaching in such a time as this. Because the Bible says in John 1.1, 1, 1, and I'm going to take my time because I'm really going to read these scriptures. I didn't have time to print them all, and that's okay because God knew that. John 1.1 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and God was the word. In the beginning... That means before we were, before the world, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Amen? Do we all agree on that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you believe in the word of God this morning? Do you really believe in the word of God this morning? Because if we truly, truly believe what the word of God says, we would take it with authority. We would take it and stand on it with authority, amen? We wouldn't be tossed and turned every wind, every wave that comes through. We wouldn't be wavering in, in what we know to be true, amen? The Bible says in Hebrews 13 and 8 that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Does that mean he changes today because it's freezing cold outside? Does that mean it changes today because I have sickness in my body? Does that mean his word changes today because I've got problems in my home? Does that mean it changes today because you, maybe the money's funny? Maybe we, we're, we're not, we don't have a pastor just yet, but he's coming. Does it, does it mean that God's word has changed? No, come on, church. In Matthew 24, 35, it speaks that his word shall never pass away. I mean, forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Amen. So do we have something to hold on to? I'm, I'm just going to run right through this real quick because God is really, really wanting to tell you something here on, on today. Isaiah 55 and 11. It says that the word of God shall not return unto him void. So that means Whatever he sent it to do, it will accomplish it. Amen. So if we know the word of God, if we know somewhere, we got some word in our belly, we know what we are, are, are standing on. Okay, I don't even going to ask. But if you ain't got no word, what you going to stand on? What the pastor said, what Sister Sarah says, what your mom says, what your dad said, what your uncle, your auntie. What are you standing on if you don't have the word of God in your belly? Because many a times, perfect example this morning, Holy Spirit poured it out so quick. He changed it so quick that I, I couldn't write it all that fast. I had to go print. I had to like, okay, Holy Ghost, I'm going with you. Let's do what you want to do. So he said his word shall not return into him void. Previously, he said that his word will never change. It will never fade away. Are we clear on that? If you turn over to Jeremiah 1 and 12, I want you to read that. Jeremiah 1 and 12. I don't even know if I have it on this, but I'm going to look it up. 
Jeremiah 1 and 12. And I'm going to take my time so it'll soak into you like it soaks into me. Praise God. Jeremiah 1 and 12, and it reads, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well. For when I am ready to perform my word. And so what that means is God has spoken it. He has given us his word. He's given us his promises. And he can't take it back because the Bible says he's not a man that he can lie. His promises are yes and amen. All right. The word of God says that his promises are yes and amen. So if his word can't return into him void and it has to accomplish whatever he sent it to down here on this earth. And then the word says that he watches over it. To perform it. He watches over it to perform it. So it really means that you can clown if you want to. You can fall out of, out of fellowship with him. But somebody is going to fulfill that word that he has given a promise over your family, over your life, over your situation, over your circumstance. Somebody's going to be standing on that word. Amen. So you can clown if you want to, but the word is still the word. Amen. And there goes the word. So we're, we're talking about the word, the word. We talked about the blood through the cross. Oh, my God, y'all should be shouting right now. Romans 3 and 23 says that all have sinned. It says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of the Lord. Romans, 8, Romans 6, 23 says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. The gift of God is eternal life. Okay. So we've talked about the word, we've talked about sin, and we've talked about the word, but over in James it says to not be just hearers of the word, but to be doers of the word. So that, that's action, right? So you can't just say, okay, the Bible says this, I'm going to sit down and cross my legs and wait for God to just perform, and wait for God to just hand it to me. You've got to be active. You've got to get up out of your seat, shake yourself off, get yourself with your right mind and say, Lord, your word says that if you be for me, who can be against me? Lord, your word said that I can do all things through Christ and strengthens me. See, you got to have a little bit of word in your belly, sister. You got to have a little bit of word in your belly or you'll have none to fight with, right? You can stand up, you can fight with, with swords and stuff. The Bible says we don't fight. Like the world fights. We, we don't fight like, like normal. We don't do knuckle up on people like that. It doesn't work like we got to fight the spirit behind the situation, the spirit behind the person. We got to fight spiritual means. So our weapons are not caramel. They are not carnal. I said caramel. Did y'all catch that? I, I said caramel. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> okay, come back, Sarah. Come back. <laughs> God is good. But I want you to understand this because in this time of day, we are fighting and we are fighting inappropriately. How do I know that? Well, take it up with the Lord. Here we sit on a cold, snoring morning with several seats empty, with you still with sickness in your body, your money funny, your honey, honey acting funny, you acting funny. Here we still sit in a brand new year, 2020, still dealing with the same dumb stuff, the same devil that we had 2019. 
We should be well past that by now. We are not babies. We are not feeding on milk anymore. We are eating the meat of the word. And by now, we ought to be moving on a little further up the road. Amen. So you tell me. We need the word. We need the blood. We need the cross. Because we have a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Amen. Not just me, but me and mine. I stand on the word of God says, for as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So if you and your house are not in this church or in someone's church this morning, we got some work to do. Amen. Because if if you just think about it, you want to go to heaven, you saved, you filled with the Holy Spirit, you got it going on. But your children are all boogered up and living crazy. Your spouse or your uncle, your auntie, whatever. That ain't right. That's not the will of God. You should have enough word in your belly where you sit down with God on a daily basis, multiple times if you need to. Call out that child's name. Tell him what he's supposed to be. The Bible says that we're supposed to call things that be not as though they were. Come on now. We're supposed to call them things for we may not see it yet. That's just straight up now faith. Straight up now faith. We don't see it yet, but we're believing it. And so if you really believe that thing in your belly, you got to start speaking it forth. My children are heritage from God. Come on. Do y'all know some word this morning? Y'all know anything about y'all got wayward children? Y'all ain't speaking the word over their situation, over their life? Dig out some word. Your finances ain't right. God said he'll provide for us. Dig out some word. Oh, come on. He's an Ephesians 3.20 God. He's more than enough. So if you're asking for A, he's going to give you B, C, and D because that's the way he works. Amen. He don't just give you what you need. He gives you what he needs you to have. And sometimes that's abundantly, abundantly, abundantly. He blesses us more than we could ever ask for. Come on, church. I'm happy this morning. I'm blessed of the Lord this morning. I'm favored this morning. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, 1, that faith is the substance of thing not seen. You haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. But do you believe that you will see it? That's the real meat of that text right there. Do you really believe that you will see it? Do you really believe that you can have those things that he has said in his word? Because down in verse 6 of Hebrews 11, it says that he that comes to God must believe that he is. First of all, you got to believe he's God and he's God all by himself. You got to believe that he's all powerful. He's all-knowing. He's all-present. You got to know that he's omniscient, omnipresent. Come on, church. You got to know that you know that you know who he is, first of all. And if you know him like that, then you can come on in. The Bible says you can come on in boldly. to the. You can come on in and say, Daddy, this is what I stand in need of. And your word says, this is a promise from you. And you wait on it. And you just wait on it. But while you're waiting, you said, thank you, Lord. Thank you that my children, thank you that my husband, thank you that my finances, thank you that my provision, thank you, Lord. You need to be giving him praise and glory as you walk this thing out because it's not going to be easy. Because every word that is sown, the enemy comes to steal it. John 10, 10 says that the enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy. He wants to take that word. John 10, 10 says. That the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he said that I came that you may have life and you may have it to the full, in abundance, over, more than. If he has promised us 
that we shall see things and have and receive things. Ears have not heard, eyes have not seen. Come on. I would be, I am intentionally praising God for everything that I'm believing for and have not yet seen. I'm believing and I'm shouting hallelujah in victory in Christ Jesus because he's already said so. Amen. And if you can't agree with me, just say, mm, Al, that's okay because I'm going to believe with you. I'm going to believe for you because I love you like that. God loves you like that. He put us all in this bucket of, of whatever this is for a reason. We're all here together. So if I'm leaning to the left, you better pick me up. Push me over or something. Get me straight now. If you lean into the left, I'm coming. I'm coming for you in Jesus' name with love, but I'm coming because you know why? God's not looking for a church that's all beat up. He says he's coming back for a spotless bride, a church, without blemish, without blemish. So if we're walking around here, toe up from the floor up, how much good are we going to be out there? How much good are we going to be speaking in love to those that are lost? To those that need a word from God, if we don't have a word, how can we give a word? First, we've got to receive a word and retain a word and utilize a word before we can give a word. Come on, church. We got to know what we're doing before we can get out here and try to be cute and say, well, you know, sister, this is what we should do. And I will be praying for you and walk into your toe up house. What kind of testimony is that? What kind? What kind of testimony is that? Oh, no, my God is way better than that. My God is good, and he's good all the time. So if things are tore up and jacked up, it's for a reason. The reason is for Sarah to get straight, get on in your place, get your mind right, get yourself together, follow the leading and the prompting of the Holy Spirit so that everything will line up. It says, surely and goodness will follow me all the days of my life. So if I ain't in line, surely and goodness over there, and I'm back here. Surely and goodness will follow me all the days of my life. Amen. Come on, church. We got to get in line with the word of God. Get in line with what he says. God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has given us the spirit of love and of power and a sound mind. So if you're not thinking clear, there's help. There's hope. There's hope. And I'm not talking about clinically, you know, diagnosed stuff. I ain't talking about that. God can handle that too. But y'all know what I'm talking about. One day you happy and glad, and the next day you like, woe is me. Up and down, up and down, up and down. That's not of God. That is not of God, church. We waver every time a wind blow, we rocking, we swaying. No, we should be swimming and floating and building our own boats by then. If God has promised you something, there's a piece of scripture where it says that the, the Jesus and the disciples had just finished ministering. It's in the Gospels, and I can't quote the scripture, and usually I do, but here we go. He says to his disciples, get into the boat and go to the other side. He did not sit with them and counsel them for three hours. Now, brothers, I'm just going to have to tell you all and forewarn you that when you get in the boat, there's going to be a storm. It's going to be frightening. You're going to fear for your life, and, and, and there's going to be winds, and there's going to be waves. The boats will fill up a little. He didn't go into all that. He said, get in the boat and go to the other side. 
when we, the church, get that revelation that what God has spoken, God has spoken. What God has spoken, God has spoken. So it doesn't matter if you meet the winds and the waves and the boat fills with water. God said, go to the other side, which means if he has spoken, it's so, right? Does that mean if he says you're going to get from point A to point B, you're getting from point A to point B. It might not look good. It might not feel good. It might not even look like what you think it's going to look like in the, in the process of getting there. Because let me tell you, it's a process to get from A to B. And we are not our own. We were bought with a price. Not silver and gold, but of precious, of precious blood of Jesus Christ. And if he says, go from A to B, I just believe that I'm going to make it from A to B. I may not like the process. I may not like the wind. I may not like the waves. Lord knows, 2019, boy, whew, rough, rough, rough. But I made it. But you made it. You made it. Every one of us sitting in here made it. And you think you can't do 2009. We made it, church. Hallelujah. We made it. We made it. Praise God. We made it. We're here for a reason. And it ain't just to come into church and be cute, clap, grin, go home. It's so that we can be built up. So we can go out and build up the kingdom of God. This isn't about us. See, God wrote the story before we were created. He wrote the beginning and the end. The Bible says he is Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. So he wrote it all before we existed. Before we even had a say-so. Before we even knew what the plan was. He had it all taken care of. So all he asks of us is to do what he has ordained for us to do. What he has ordered us to do. Walk out the steps that he has ordered for us to do. And so the reason that he's got me going like this and I say, Lord, you know, this don't sound real cute. And this is all up and down everywhere. If you're preaching Jesus and you're preaching the blood and the cross and you're preaching heaven and hell, I believe we're going to do all right. Because sin is sin. Sin is sin. No matter what kind of sin, sin is sin. And I'll not differentiate on which is little and which is big because there ain't no little and big sin is sin. Amen. And I believe, in, oh, I believe in the moving of the Holy Spirit. And I believe when he says sit, you sit. And I believe when he says run, you run. I believe when he says go, you go. And I believe I better get back in this spot because that's where I'm seeing him right here, right now. And I believe whatever he says, that's what we do. But we are so conditioned like the world. We're conditioned like the world. We don't want to say that and we don't want to believe that. We're conditioned like the world, church. We're starting to look like the world. We're starting to act like the world. We pout when we don't get our way. We fall out with each other quicker than two five-year-olds. Come on, church. Over silly stuff. We see somebody hurting, and we be like, mm, so sorry for your bad luck. Catch you next time, but I'll be praying over here somewhere. Come on, church. Y'all know how we do. I'm just being real. We just home, folks. We, we, we family. I'm just going to be real. These are the things that we're doing. And we're asking for revival. We're asking for God to do these great and mighty, wonderful things. Well, he is going to do them because he said he would. He said he would. But what we need to remember that we have a part. We have to do our part. 
And sometimes it's fighting from sun up to sundown, and that's okay because you're not alone. The Bible says he'll never leave and he'll never forsake you. So that means if you're fighting, he's right there with you. If you got to go through it, he's already been there, all right? There's nothing, nothing that's going to happen to you that he is not acquainted with. Come on, church. So when you start feeling all pitiful and woe is me, you think about my Jesus went through. My Jesus went through everything imaginable physically. And he still, for the joy set before him, went on, ran on the race. He ran on. He ran on, church. He ran on for the joy that was set before him. And you say, what joy? There's a hope that we have. There's a hope that I have anyway. There's a hope that we have. And it far outweighs any kind of suffering and trials and tribulations that we go through down here on earth. There's a hope that I have that one day I'll see him. One day I will see him. I have a hope. Church, we have a hope. We need to be excited about that. We need to be telling people about that. We need to be sharing the goodness of the Lord because sometimes folks out in the world, they don't have a hope. They don't know Jesus. They don't know the word of God. They don't know nothing about the cross or the blood. They don't know nothing about the Holy Spirit and God. mm, Back over here. They don't understand that. And you can't preach to everybody. You can't pull out no Bible on people. People want to cut you or fight you or cuss you out. You can't pull out a Bible on everyone, but you can. You can't. Y'all know I'm right. I used to be one of them. Bring it. Bring it. I might not cuss you, but I'll tell you real quick. Bye. Get, get, get. Bye. And I was in the church. I was in the church every Sunday, almost every Sunday. I was one of them. I don't want to hear it. Bye. I do my church, and I'm a bounce like a rubber ball. Bounce. Crystal, where are you? She got bounce like a rubber ball. So I know that you can't just just run up on people any old kind of way. But you can let them see you. You can let them see Christ through you. You can exemplify Christ in such a way that they say, why do you love me? Why are you so nice? Why are you so kind? Why haven't you crumbled yet? Why haven't you fallen? Why, why are you so, why are you so, all this and that? Because it's not me. It's Christ that's living through me. Because I'm dead. That's right. You check me for a heartbeat every now and then. You got a faint little something, something going on. But I'm dead. Because I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I no longer live. It is Christ that lives through me. So don't tell me you can't preach. Don't tell me you can't witness. Don't tell me you can't, you can't get somebody to come to church. I don't care if you get them to come to church or not. They're probably not a proper and appropriate thing for a preacher to say. But I don't. I care that you win their souls unto the Lord and that you disciple them into a right walk with God. And if you can do that, you done took them to church. Come on, church. If you've done that part, you've done the work. So we've talked about all those wonderful things. Now I want to ask you something because I'm going to close this up real quick because Holy Spirit said I ain't got nothing else to say. So I, I'm, I'm one of them kids, I got a whipping for something one time. Ask my mama. If she told me not to do it and I did it one time, my brothers were like over and over again. She gave me one time and I'm doing it. Holy Spirit say, don't, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> so this is how I want to uh, This is how I want to end this. Did y'all get, understand where I'm at? Y'all got the word of God. Do you have the word of God in your belly? 
Do you know what your promises are of God? Do you know what you're standing on for your need, your circumstances, your situation, whatever, whatever? Because to each of us, there's probably different things. Oh, back over here. Okay. Um, so I'm excited. That's why I keep moving. And I'm not being, you know, I'm not being hard-headed, but I'm just excited. So think about this. You got these situations, these circumstances. You want this and you want that. You're believing for this. God is not a sugar daddy. He's not in the business just handing out everything. But he is faithful, and he will honor his word. So what I'm going to ask you is, whatever your situation is, whatever your circumstance that you're standing on or that you're dealing with, what kind of word are you standing on? Jesus has already done everything he's going to do. He's done it all. He's done it all. He's up sitting in heaven at the right hand of the Father, exceeding for us, saying, go, girl. Go, guy. Go. Go, sister. Go, brother. You, got, you can do this. Keep moving. Keep going. Keep pressing. Because it's not over. It is not over. Until you receive what? And, and on last Sunday, we, we our Holy Spirit, and that song, the Amy song, oh. That's my song right now. That's just my song. Because we're in a move. And the message that God had me preach was that we're having a move of God right now. It may not look like it. It may not feel like it. You may not understand it. But we're having a move of God now. Right now, we're in the midst of a mighty move of God. And it will be duly noted. When God gets through doing But I'm going to tell you right now, it's prayers. His hinging on prayers that... Our forefathers prayed. 100 years ago, 150 years ago, people prayed for, for Sarah to be, to be standing in a pulpit, preaching the gospel, to be witnessing the people, to be, to be winning the lost unto the Lord. People prayed for me. I mean, way back then, before, before my mom, before my parents, before I, I even existed, people were praying for you to be a part of what God's doing now. So what are you dealing with? What are you trying to handle? What are you trying to fix? What are you trying to create? What are you trying to maneuver? What are you trying to, I, I almost want to say the word, um, what's the word where you, you want to, you want to fix it for yourself. You want to work it out the way you want to work it out. That ain't of God. That is not of God. So think about it. If you know your word and you got a word, I would invite you to stand to your feet or sit in your seat, but have that word that you're standing on. And if you're praying like we ought to be praying, you know that word. Usually you know your word by heart. If you got a scripture that you know about finances, you can quote it verbatim, word for word. About your children, you can quote it verbatim, word for word. About yourself, Lord, strengthen my walk with you, Lord. Show me what I need to be doing. Show me what I need to not be doing, Lord. Show me how, how I can grow in you more and more. If you got some, some situations, you need to have words to stand on, church. So I want you to think of that situation. I'm sorry. It don't have to be one. It could be multiple. If y'all like me, y'all got, I got a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I got a bunch of junk <laughs> that I'm dealing with. So, and I'm letting God use me and I'm letting God use what, whatever it is, whatever he wants to do, I'm available, God. I don't want my wants and desires to get in the way of his will. And that needs to be our prayer because God's moving and I don't want to miss him.
And I don't want to, I guess, I don't want to mess up what God's doing, period. So think about it. And I want you to sit, literally get some word, like get your Bible or quote the scripture, if you know it by heart, and stand on it. Like today, like, like really, right now, for real. You know, it's, it's so weird that the word of God will go forth and people be like, what do you want me to do now? <laughs> what I need to do now? Well, you need to be standing on the word of God. You need to be thanking him. You need to be reminding him of what he has promised you because it says his word will not return unto him void, but you got to have some word. And I want you to take that word and start standing on it and reading it and, and reverberating it every single day, multiple times a day. If you have to write it out and put it on your refrigerator or your bathroom mirror or whatever, I, I don't know, whatever you do to help you remember. So put it in your phone on a timer or something. I don't know. Whatever you have to do. Tell your wife. Your wife ain't going to let you forget. She's going to be like, hey, remember? Hey, remember? Whatever you have to do to keep yourself in remembrance of his word so you can remind him of his word. Amen? What's your word? You got your word ready? Because this is how we're going to dismiss. I want you to stand or sit, but I want you to read that word out loud. Put it in the atmosphere. Put it in the, speak it. Speak it. Literally speak it. If there be one in the sound of my voice who hasn't accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, now would be the time for you to come and, and, and just let me just love on you and lead you to the Lord. If there be one in the sound of my voice, that has walked away from God for whatever reason, and you want to come back home. And you want to say, God, I, you know what? I messed up. Here I am. I'm back home. I want to just reconnect with you. If you are in the sound of my voice and you just said, look, I don't understand. None of that stuff you was talking about, can you help a sister or can you help a brother out? Come on up here, and I'll talk to you, and I'll pray with you. But right now, what I want you to do, and I got time. I'm not going anywhere until everybody is finished doing whatever it is God has led you to do. I believe that that is the word that God has given. Because you're going to fight this week. You're going to fight this week. You're going to fight every week. It's just whether you acknowledge it or not. It's how you're going to fight. Amen. So, but this time, we're going to fight. and We're going to fight with the word of God. So you got your scriptures ready? Everybody got their scriptures ready? Whether you have it on your tablet or in your, in your actual book. Or God's already given you your word. Maybe you were praying this morning and God gives you. He's already given you the word. Well, okay, if he did, that's fine. But you still need to read it. You still need to say it out loud. Ready? I want you to audibly say it out of your mouth, whatever your scripture is. Ready? Let's begin to read out loud or say out loud or quote it. Or stand or sit, whatever. You can stand, you can sit, whatever. On the count of three, let's put some word in the atmosphere in the name of Jesus. Let's go. Hold up. Got a word? You got a word? I'm coming. You got a word? You got a word? If you ain't got a word, come help me stand with my word. You got a word? You got a word? What you, what you standing on? What's, what, what is your something? I ain't trying to get in the business. What is it that you need, you're believing God to work out that you can't work out? That's your word. I don't know. What's, got a word? Got a word? Children. Look up something for children. Family, children. Got a word? Word? Say it out loud. Word? You got something better. Word? You got a word? 
Got a word? You got victory. You got victory. Got a word? Got, come on now. Oh, go, Gunner. Video game. That's your word for God? What does he want you to do with your video game? Come on, let's say these words. Let's say it. Let's say it. Let's say it. Let's say it. In the name of Jesus, Father, we are speaking forth your word right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we stand on your promises. Your promises are yes and amen. Father, we thank you right now, God, that there is. God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that your word shall not return into you void. It will accomplish everything that you have sent it forth to do, Father God. Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus that no weapons formed against us shall prosper. Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus that you go before us, Lord God. You go before us. Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We will stand on that word, on your promises, Lord God. For we are already victorious, Father God. God, your word is yes and amen. Your promises are yes and amen. We give you praise and we give you glory in the mighty name of Jesus. I stand in agreement with my brothers and sisters right now, God. As they stand on the word of God, I stand in agreement. In love and in unity, bind us together. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. All right. This is, we're going to be dismissed. Um, church tonight, if you're still praying, continue to pray. If you're still standing, continue to stand. Um,